Have you always wanted to write a book, but you feel stuck and overwhelmed in the process of getting started? Maybe you wanna share your story and also use your book to grow your business. It's time to put the excuses aside and get your book written. On today's episode, we are going to talk about how to write your first book. I'm Alina Vaughn, a content marketer and creator of Effortless Engine. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Jocelyn Lindsay. She's a certified book coach who helps entrepreneurs get their books written so they can submit it to their agents and their editors to get published. Jocelyn has a few degrees, a master's in teaching, and also two bachelors in English and writing. And today she's going to walk us through the process of writing your first book. So Jocelyn, thank you so much for being on the show. Can you please take a moment and tell us a bit more about yourself and the work you do? Hi, Alina. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's great to be able to talk to your audience about writing books because it seems like these days everybody is like ready to write a book. And (laughs) and I think it's worth thinking about writing that book before you just start writing that book. And (laughs) my journey to being a book coach has been a long sort of circuitous route of, you know, education, my own business experience, and not being able to find the kind of help I wanted with writing, Mm -hmm. and realizing that I could help other writers and entrepreneurs who wanted to become writers and have books that helped their business and establish them as thought leaders and experts Mm -hmm. in their fields. I work with writers to help them get their books out of their heads onto a page, finished, and then ready for publishing. And that can either be self-publishing or traditional publishing. And now we have hybrid publishing. So Mm -hmm. writing a book has, it's changed so much in the last five or 10 years because it's not the same idea. We, it's not the same that it was 20, 30 years ago. So the industry is changing. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. Can you speak a bit more about the clients you've worked with recently and what the process was like for them? <laughs> so recently I had a client who just self-published a book on branding. She's a branding expert. And that was a really interesting experience because we first started talking a number of years ago. When I first met her, I was like, you really need to write a book. So that kind of sparked her thoughts of writing a book. And it took a while. She wasn't ready to write the book is what ended up happening. And it's one of the three things that I really think writers need to think about is the time that it takes to write a book. Mm -hmm. Because writing a book, writing a good book doesn't happen in a weekend. We, We hear the stories of the the geniuses who lock themselves in a cabin in the woods by a lake and they produce this amazing book and it's going to change lives and they're right. going to be a bestseller. And that's not reality. <laughs> that is so interesting. And I'm glad you started um, bringing up that topic because that's actually one of the questions I had written down is what is the kind of writing process that you take your clients through? It's a very iterative process because Mm -hmm. it's, like I said, it's not like you sit down, spit out the book, get it edited, looked at, and then it's published and on a shelf in three weeks. There's a lot of work with getting words out of your head and getting the expertise out of your head. It's the curse of the coach. You know your industry. You know what you do. 
But getting it onto a page can be really hard. There's like a language translation problem that sometimes happens between brain, hand, and keyboard. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the work I do is helping writers really understand what they're writing, who they're writing it for, and why they're writing it. And, and that's something that a lot of writers don't spend a lot of time thinking about. And so they have to spend that time considering who in their audience is it for? Is it for everybody in their audience? Is it for a specific person in their audience? What do they want out of the book? You know, is this to become a thought leader? Is this to become an expert? Is this to make lots of money? Is this to create a legacy? And those are some of those pre-writing questions that I really help pull out of the writer, oftentimes before they even start getting words on a page, because then the writing is directed. Okay. Yeah. I can kind of see a, a few different scenarios happening. One where somebody just has lived a full life. They have so much experience. They want to get that out. So they're probably just ready to get going. But I, I could kind of see it with some of my clients where you could take that route. I'm sure that will be a great book. But is that the kind of writing that's going to help them get new business? Right, right. Mm -hmm. And for entrepreneurs, it's books that are providing transformations for clients. Mm -hmm. It's books that are showing clients and showing their audiences a new way to do something, a new way to think about something, how to change themselves in some way. And that often takes time to, to finesse out of the writer to what the core of what they're really trying to say is. Mm -hmm. And this one branding client I just worked with, that took a couple of years. She knew what she wanted to say, but she hadn't really focused in on how to say that in the best way. Okay. And another thing that I could see being an objection for clients is that I'm sure there's plenty of books about branding or marketing or whatever it is that they do. So I'm sure people are probably thinking, well, that book is already written. What can I add to the topic? What would you say to someone feeling that way? Voice. It's your story. It's your voice. It's your experience. You know, I, I often think of the movie Batman. How many times has Batman been remade? We all know Batman. I mean, we all know Romeo and Juliet. I mean, the market is flooded with books on branding or social media, but it's, it's that writer's unique experience and voice that they're bringing to their pages that is going to strike their audience in a way that some of those other books don't strike them. There's going to be a resonance that somebody out there is looking for that they're going to find in those pages. Right. That's encouraging to hear though, because I've had a lot of people come to me and say, you know, why should I start my podcast or YouTube show about this topic when there's so many else out there? And I said, it doesn't matter. Do you have one out there? Because you're going to bring a different set of experience, a different set of eyes, a different clientele yeah. is going to be yeah. attracted to you. Yeah. I was just actually talking to a client of mine um, the other day and she's having a moment of crisis with the book she's working on. And she was saying, who am I to say this? 
who cares what I have to say? What do I have to bring to the, to the conversation? And that's part of how I work with my clients as well is those moments of crisis. I'm there, I'm there to help them through that, but Mm -hmm. it's what I was telling her, you know, there is somebody out there that is waiting for your words because our lives are stories. We are stories. We communicate through stories and stories are how we change each other and change the world. And so there is somebody out there that needs those words. Right. That's so important. And so let's say now they're finally at the point, they believe they can do it. They understand that they're going to use their story to help their clients get a transformation and while growing their business, say they're ready at that point, what's next? Oh, there's a number of ways they could go. A lot of writers start by, I want to write a book. So they get on Google, you know, how do I write a book? Uh And then they start buying books on how to write a book and they start signing up for workshops on how to write a book and conferences. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole. And usually the clients I get have been down all of those rabbit holes. They've taken a few classes on how to write a book in 24 hours, how to write a bestseller in six weeks. You know, they, they've been down that and they're, for whatever reason, they're not getting the book done. And I, I work one-on-one very intensively with writers to get their book done in a way that a lot of classes don't because I'm right there in the trenches with them, holding their hands and side by side with them as they go through this process. And so when I get them, they're usually like, I either have tried everything and need this done now, or I know that there's this rabbit hole over here and I don't want to go down it (laughs) because that rabbit hole is going to take tons of time and tons of energy. And I just want to bring you in now. And so you can help me now. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of depends on the writer. There's plenty of books on how to write a book. There's plenty of workshops on how to write a book. And it depends on that writer if they're looking for that personal intensive touch or they're heading out to start the work of research. And if they have the time, I mean, reading lots of books to write a book takes a lot of time. Exactly. So I feel like a lot of my clients, they're so experienced, but they don't have a lot of time and they may be better speakers. They may not like writing as much. Some of them do, some of them don't, but I feel like in those instances, to me, I feel like it's best to, like you said, start with the end in mind and then kind of work your way backwards, right? Is is that what you use to kind of help you break up the chapters and the content that goes within. Yeah. And one of the first questions I always ask every client is what are you going to do with this book when you're done with it? Do you want to traditionally publish? Do you want to self-publish it? Because those two paths are very, very different when Mm -hmm. it comes to, especially when it comes to writing business style books. Mm -hmm. Um, And So before we even get into the writing, we're already talking about where is it going to end up? Because that has a huge impact on what actually gets written. Mm. 
Well, let's talk about that a bit because I think that conversation is really interesting because I've had clients use traditional publishers and also self-publishers. And from my experience, what we've learned is that the traditional publishers are basically paying them to use their name. The support that they give you marketing-wise is not so great. (laughs) So self-publishing, I feel like, is not a bad route. Most of the times, I feel like readers can't tell even if a book is published by a traditional house or self-publishing house anyways. And also, I don't think that whether you self-publish or use a traditional publisher, that that determines whether the writing is good or not. Because I have read bad writing from both. In good writing from both. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I would say 15, 20 years ago, self-publishing was an entire different beast. It did not look at all like it looks now. And I have... I have clients that have self-published and you can't tell the difference between a book that has come out of traditional publishing and a self-published book because the author really has control of how professional that end product looks. Mm -hmm. Now they could put together, you know, a stapled third grade looking booklet, but for most parts, the clients I'm working with are really putting together professional quality, beautiful books that you put on your shelf. And, and you're absolutely right when you said that traditional publishing is not as supportive, especially not as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how you're publishing, there is going to be an expectation of marketing. That's okay. just the reality. A traditional publisher is going to expect you to come to the table with a certain amount of capital. What can you bring us? I have one client that wanted to self-publish and then she decided to try traditional publishing. So she sent out a proposal to a few places and she got an agent who was interested, but the agent told her until you have a follower account of like 50,000 and up and a mailing list of, you know, 50,000 and up, we're not going to be interested. So for a lot of writers, that's a obstacle from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And they have these expectations that you will bring that capital in and use it to market that so that, because they're investing a lot of money too. And they want to know that that money is going to have a return for them. Exactly. Yes. I've seen that the traditional houses, they want people with the big following because obviously if you have a big following that's engaged you're likely to have high book sales and have bestseller. But I do have a client. She actually owns a self-publishing house and all of her books look so professional. Her team is amazing. Like I have not seen any publisher work that hard for the authors for their success and to deliver such a high quality product. So I feel like there's a big misconception for some people, you know, just because you think that you're going to be self-published, that it's not good enough is just not the case. No, it's not at all. And I think we still have a certain amount of bias, legacy bias that's lingering from those early days of self-publishing because it is not the same industry anymore at all. Exactly what you just said about your friend and these smaller houses that are helping authors self-publish, the work is professional. You're getting personal attention. 
you're in a much more intimate setting where you can get the help you need. Mm -hmm. The traditional publishing houses move really, really slow and they're big, they're big bureaucracies. And for somebody who really wants that one-on-one attention, it can be really hard to get that. You're relinquishing control and you relinquish attention. Now for some people, there are reasons to go that route, but for most people, the obstacles and the barriers that we associate with self-publishing just don't exist anymore, except in our heads with our own biases towards it. That's so true. So let's talk a bit about the length of a book. I just feel like the, the sweet spot for these books to be lead generators for companies, for my clients is about hundred to 150 pages. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you think of that? Yeah, I agree with that because I think our attention spans are changing. I mean, readers want to get in, get the information and get out. Give me what I need to know so that I can create the transformation in my life, apply it to my life. Our time has changed. Our attention spans have changed. We want it condensed. Mm-hmm. And that's why one of my favorite books is The One Minute Manager. And the book is so thin. It's somewhere on my bookshelf over there. And the audiobook is only an hour and I think 34 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So you can get through that many times throughout the day. And that's why I love that book because I'll go back to it, listen to it over again, reference it really quickly. But I know the answer that that book helps me to achieve. Exactly. And that brings up another interesting point. One of the things that I think a lot of authors need to consider as they start writing is what's the next book? And if you're writing a four or 500 page book, I mean, that four or 500 page book, you could have five books. You can have series that gets into a whole conversation on the strategies of self-publishing. But when you produce smaller books that are very focused on particular pain points or problems that you're solving for your audience, Mm -hmm. that audience then can come in and pick out the book that they want at that time that they need it. That You don't have to have a whole book and they can keep going back to it. Mm-hmm. So do you think most writers put too much information in their first book? <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think there are two things going on. I think one, the writer wants to tell you all the things and not miss anything mm-hmm. and make sure you have all the information you could ever possibly want. And then the thing that happens sort of simultaneously with that is they don't go back and edit out what needs to be edited out. Mm -hmm. So like those first drafts, yes, throw everything on the page. I call it that spewing draft of get it all out of your system. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I work with most of my writers is just get it all out of your system. And then you've put it on a page And now we're going to see what you've really said. And we're going to cut out all the things that don't need to be said and really narrow that focus down. So it's part of it is, yes, the the author wants to get everything and say everything, and then it doesn't get edited out. Right. Because good writing is about communicating something important with the least amount of words, right? Yes. Yes. Cut the fluff. Get to the yeah, point. Yeah, Exa- exactly. I want to say it's the, the fiction writer, Elmore Leonard says, cut out all the boring bits, yeah. cut, cut, cut out the fluff. 
I mean, just again, get to what your audience needs, you know, knowing what they need, why they need it and how it's going to change their lives that you don't really need to get caught in the fluff around that, not for this kind of writing. Right. And so how would you recommend also that the authors use their personal story within some kind of business writing like that? Do you think that's appropriate and what's a good way to do that? Well, I think it's absolutely appropriate because going back to what we were talking about, story is how we communicate. Story is how we sell, how we market, how we change, how we transform. And so I think there are definitely places for story within business how-to transformational writing. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on what the author is writing. If it's a book on how to code a website, if it's a book on nuclear physics, those stories might be totally different than on Facebook advertising. I, I think that becomes really project dependent. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I've noticed some of my clients when I've been having these discussions, telling them that I think you're ready to write a book. It'll help your marketing. It'll help your business establish your authority. And then they always get a little bit mousy when they talk about their own personal story and they say, well, can I talk about this? And I said, you absolutely must. And I 100% recommend that you do that because yes. you talk about your experience and what you've learned going through it your credibility goes up so much in the reader's eyes. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like the, the sample I just gave of, you know, the nuclear physics story, if that is somebody who's talking about how they started in their life and became a NASA rocket scientist, mm -hmm. that story of their life is important. That is showing the story of overcoming odds. That is showing the story of following your dream or however you're doing that. It's absolutely important to bring those personal stories in because then your audience is connecting with you. Exactly. They're creating a relationship with you and your story. One of the things that's really important that personal stories do is they create connections through emotions mm. and readers want to hook into that emotion. They want to feel what it feels like to overcome those odds. They want to feel what it feels like because they can relate to that when a dream is crushed, a dream is achieved, that you're tapping into their experiences. Exactly. And I think it takes courage and vulnerability to share your story because you can't only talk about your wins. Obviously, you have to say things were not always good for me. And that's probably what led you to figure out the solution to that problem, right? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And I think all writers, it's, I find almost every writer I work with has a really hard time putting their story on the page. For most writers, it's like, okay, a little bit more. You can, do, can you go a little bit more? Because we're really uncomfortable. Again, it goes back to the, who am I? What do I have? Who's going to care? Who's, who's going to care that I couldn't decide what college to go? Who's going to care what happened to me in Silicon Valley? We go back to that, who am I? And, and I think that's that story. Your audience wants to know who you are. They want to connect with you. And a lot of writers, that's really hard for them to understand is that that is what the audience is really craving. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is just so inspiring. You're making me want to sit down and get some writing done, but <laughs> say you're ready to do that. And you, you've got the elements of your book down, you know what you want to write about. How long do you think a, a healthy writing process should take to get about 150 page book completed? I, I work one-on-one with my clients for six months. Oh, wow. And I have found in that six months, I've had a writer who's gotten through two and a half books. Okay. I've had a writer who barely got through one. And it really depends on the writer. It depends on how fast they're writing. And then one of the things I do when they are starting, we start talking about how are you going to publish? Okay. What is a marketing plan going to look like for you? What do you need to start doing? If you're self-publishing, are you coming into this six months out, what's your mailing list look like? Do you already have a website? Do we need to start thinking about setting those things up for you? With your clients who are already speakers, some of those things are already in place. So they don't need to start from quite the same foundation, but it's then, okay, who can you email? Who do you know? Who, where can you go? Let's start talking about podcasts. Let's start. So it becomes beyond just the writing of the book. It goes into now what? Do we need to find something for them to start looking at marketing? Are they going to start getting on podcasts? The book itself, depending on the writer, doesn't necessarily take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. There's usually an edit, one or two edits. I I had one client who started out writing one book and by the end of six months, she had rewritten the book and had an entirely different book twice through the whole process because she started with one idea and realized that really wasn't what she wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And then she rewrote it and then realized that still wasn't quite what she wanted to say and then rewrote it again. Wow. (laughs) So it's, I have found that six months sounds like a really long time, but one of the biggest mistakes I find that writers make is they don't give themselves enough time. They're, they're running out of runway. My branding client got to the end and she had given herself what she thought was a lot of time. And it was a very aggressive timeline and she couldn't do pre-orders. She couldn't land the plane fast enough. The runway was disappearing. And when you're in this process, it's not just your timeline you're working with. If you're bringing in a copy editor, how long do they need with the book? If you're bringing in a cover designer, how long do they need? If you're sending out queries, how long does the agent need? So I have found in the publishing um, industry that regardless of how you're publishing, whatever you're thinking your timeline is, add some. (laughs) Not true about most things in life. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. What is it? The three things in business, you can have it on time, cheap, and good. Pick two. I (laughs) saw... That is so true. Well, Jocelyn, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. I love talking with you. And I know this is going to be so valuable for a lot of my clients. If anyone is interested in getting in contact with you and working with you, where can they find you? You can find me at my website at www.jocelynlindsay.com. I'm over at LinkedIn as well. And I'm on Instagram. 
And, you know, I love talking to writers, whatever writers are writing. If anybody has any additional questions, send me an email. I'm happy to get on a call and talk to somebody. Anything I can do to help a writer have a better experience writing a book, because it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm always happy to help a writer along. Thank you so much again, Jocelyn. And if you are interested in discussing your content marketing strategy with me, please visit EffortlessEngine.com where you can apply for a consultation will help you power your message into new territory. What are you waiting for? The world is waiting to join your journey.